again after a one year anniversary that I forgot to post about on Twitter or Facebook. I'll do it at some point this week. But how are you doing after this, you know, glow of being on this write that down journey for 52 weeks? Mm, Has it really been that long? Is that that's pretty much like a that's a long time. That's a year. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 50. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, I'm just, you know, looking back at today, just today, you know, woke up and it was, you know, 55 degrees outside and, oh yeah, you know, then it dropped like 30 degrees. It's like below freezing now here and uh, it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I walked to work this morning and like <laughs> the walk this morning was great i was like yeah i can roll my sleeves up i feel good i don't need a coat and then walking home i was like yeah this is chilly this is chilly yeah Yeah, luckily it's not a far walk but still yeah yeah Yeah. well um should we just right now you know talk about the elephant in the room uh i know you want to wait for your definitely not procrastinating but i think uh, i was gonna try yeah no there's no way uh, that like there's a horse in your house yeah, so I, uh, Harry and I uh, got a dog, uh, adopted him, or we are officially in the process of adopting him later this week. There he goes. He's finally going back up on the couch. So if you hear any extraneous noises uh, from my end, that's what that is. Uh, but yeah, his name is Brownie. Uh, we are currently fostering and then getting ready to adopt uh, probably on Friday. Um and so, yeah, he is a big boy. Nate, you met him on, what was that, Saturday? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he is a Mastiff mix, uh, and the Humane Society thinks uh, it's a Mastiff with Great Dane. And part partial uh, horse. I mean, this is a, yeah, this is a big horse. dog. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Brownie's he is big. At least a, he's at least 130 pounds. Uh, and I'm a somewhat tall person, and he's like up to my waist uh basically yeah. maybe my thighs i'm trying to think last time i was 130 pounds i was a big boy though so maybe fifth grade <laughs> yeah so there's a fifth grader yeah. running around with a big i mean this dog has a huge head yeah huge he does huge like head. he is like I, I feel like people are generally intimidated because he is so big but he is the loveliest yeah boy i've ever met yeah that was my yeah. impression, except when I was walking down the stairs and he was play biting my feet. And oh, man, yeah. I, I've got, you know, I've got, I wear size 11 feet. I mean, I don't have massive feet, but the dog's mouth, like my foot could fit in his mouth. That's like yeah. huge. Yeah. He, he did that the first couple of days where he was just going at our feet when we were <laughs> coming like, down, oh. but, but he hasn't done that <laughs> since. That's so. good. Well, I think That's we've good. gotten him That's to good. stop. <laughs> Good, good. So yeah, so uh, random noises, um, probably the horse in the background. Um, but no, today we actually have an interesting topic. Uh, we one of our previous episodes, you know, early, early on, we talk about, you know, we talked about when when to upgrade. You know, when can we look at new new equipment and sort of justify? You know, when do we need this? Uh, when do we need to upgrade the camera? When do we need to upgrade the microphones? That sort of things. Uh, and today, actually, uh, you know, with you know, several cameras releasing and, and new equipment out and, and stuff. Um, there's a lot of folks out there who are, who are just interested in, you know, starting off, like where, where can we start? What can we start with? And, and, you know, should we be looking at budgets and stuff? Uh, and a lot of this can get pretty boring, but I think a good place to start is, you know, what is our goal? What are we trying to do and what can we do 
to fulfill that goal. So a lot of people get stuck up on, you know, I got to have the best stuff. Or a lot of people get stuck up on the budget of, I don't have enough money to buy certain things, so I'm going to wait. Or I'm going to buy the cheapest thing that works. And there are two sides to that, and we'll get into those two sides. But uh, specifically for this podcast, I know Jacob's been talking about wanting to, um, you know, start to build out his uh, what's going to be in his backpack, what's going to be in his equipment bag. Uh, and I think today would be a great opportunity to go over some options and, you know, look at the the pros and cons of some specific things uh, and sort of navigate our way around certain pieces of equipment, knowing that you aren't, you know, you don't have thousands of dollars to drop on it. So how does that sound, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, as you talk about all that, you know, I remember talking to you uh, probably like a year or maybe even two years ago at this point because uh, the pandemic has been eternal. Uh, but uh, <laughs> talking about um, like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to get as a camera once I was, you know, starting to work after graduation and things like that. And all that just kind of slipped away <laughs> because, you know, the jobs I was getting weren't camera specific where I needed to have my own camera. I was mostly just editing like these, sure. uh, you know, screen capture videos and things like that, or just like motion graphics animation. Uh, and so I remember and this is a kind of just throwing names out there. I remember one camera I was looking at just because it was pretty cheap was, uh, the black magic. Uh, that was it, right? Pocket cinema camera. Yeah. Black magic, yeah, black magic cinema, cinema camera. Yeah. And now, see, the problem is, like, I don't even know if that's still a good option, if there are other options. What else should I should I be looking at? And that's where, you know, I use you as a resource because you are much more knowledgeable and on top of things in that regard. Uh, so I guess my question to you is, uh, what do you look for in a camera uh, to make it seem like it's the right choice? Uh, sure. because you know, there are other things where I'm just like looking at Amazon and I'm just like trying to figure out what is the best for me, but they all just look the same. So how am I supposed to know if, you know, one's better mm-hmm. than the other and things like that. So, so what do you look for when you're making a purchase, a purchase, sure. whether it is a camera or it's some other, like a microphone or whatever it might be. Right. Well, you know, obviously the first thing I go to are, you know, I look at a, a variety of different, um, you know, reviews and stuff like how can I be relevant without spending the most on the newest camera or the best camera that just came out. Right. Um, and so the first thing that goes through my mind is what are the type of things that I'm trying to do, of course. And so for instance, your black magic pocket cinema camera, uh, you know, would still be a great option because I think it shoots 4k. It was one of the, it wasn't the first, I don't think it was the first camera to come out and shoot 4k, but any camera right now that shoots 4k, I mean, you're still in the business. I, a lot of my videos that I'm creating, I'm still editing on 1080 timelines Mm. and exporting, uh, HD, you know, 1080, 1920 by 1080 because of the versatility. When I shoot in 4k, I can do a whole variety of really cool things with, um, the composition of the pictures and stuff of, and of the video by, by using that much larger, you know, video, uh, quality, you know, you can do a lot more zooming in a lot more movement in the images and the video when you shoot 4k. And so a camera that shoots 4k is certainly still an option and a camera that shoots, uh, just, you know, um, 1920 by 1080 at 60 frames a second 
I mean, that's still a solid camera, right? I still shoot a lot of video on my first camera I ever purchased, what, four years ago? The Canon mm-hmm. 80D, that was my first DSLR. I mean, we used it partially for some of your projects. Yeah. It doesn't shoot 4K, but it certainly does the job. Um, so so I'm getting ahead of myself. But what <laughs> a couple of things a couple of things that I did want to want to talk about were was like again, what are we trying to create? What are we trying to do? And and where are corners that we can kind of cut? So in the end, obviously, we're going to want to have you know the best audio options we can have. We're going to have the want to have the best lighting options that we have. We're going to want to have the best glass. And when I talk about glass, we're talking about lenses and stuff, different focal lengths, right? We're going to have a Friday ideally at the end when it, whatever the end is, we have everything to make it look as best as possible, right? But we're not there, right? So a couple of things that I like to talk about and look into are, you know, if I can't afford a gimbal right right away, okay, maybe I can't afford a couple hundred, you know, dollars more. Maybe I'm looking at a camera that has good internal stabilization, right? IBIS. So maybe I can start to cut corners there. Can I start doing handheld video and not buy an electronic gimbal or commit the time to, to use a steady cam to learn how to use a steady cam. Okay, maybe I'm looking for cameras with good IBIS, internal stabilization, right? Yeah. So there's one thing. We can do the same thing with um, the glass set that, that we're buying, the, the, the lenses that we're buying. So we can look at how wide uh, or, or sort of the aperture, sort of how wide does the lens get? How much light is that lens going to bring into the, the camera, right? And that's important because if we get a a lens, and usually these lenses are going to be a little more expensive, but it depends. Do you want to buy lights or do you want to buy a lens that can let more light in, right? So these are things that I'm looking at and, you know, going through the checklist of, you know, is, is it better if I spend more money on a good uh, lens or get a mediocre lens and buy lighting equipment? Well, then I have to look at what's easier to use in the field. Is it going to be easier for me to set up lights or is it going to be easier for me to, you know, make that more shallow depth of field, open up the lens, uh, that low f-stop number, and am I going to be able to shoot better that way? So there's obviously a ton of things to go over, but there are some corners that you can kind of cut. uh, And it's not really cheating. It's just knowing what you need for the type of thing you're working on. Sure. Now, let me immediately throw back to you. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, I mean, you, you throw around some terms that maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with uh, in terms of, you know, cameras and photography and videography and things like that. Uh, just kind of trying to speak from the lens at, of uh, a beginner. Uh, what are you talking about when you talk about things like f-stop and aperture and things like that? And how do you learn? I know that's, you know, it's kind of a more complex subject than just like two sentences. Uh, But how did you initially learn about all that stuff to know what to look for? Sure, sure. Um, So I guess what the first thing is, what the first thing you asked was um, the aperture, the f-stop. So the aperture, uh, again, they also call it the f-stop. It's that number that is on the camera or on the lens uh, that you can adjust. So it's going to adjust the size of the aperture. And that's just kind of how much light is coming into the camera. So the lower the aperture number uh, or f-stop number, the more the, the more open the lens is almost. The more light can come into the picture. 
okay? Um, and, and, the, and then sort of the larger aperture in, in their infraction. So, so 1.8 might be a very open and, and um, I don't know, 16, an f-sub of 16 might be very closed, okay? Uh, and basically, I guess up here it says it's like the pupil of, on your eye. So the large aperture lets in a lot more light. And again, large is going to be that lower number. Hmm. And it's kind of backwards, but there's sort of this triangle that has the aperture in the ISO. Anyways, the, the, you're going to, you know, the, the aperture is also going to determine the depth of field. And so that, that the lower you go and open up that, uh, that aperture and open up that, that lens, um, to let light in the more shallow depth of fields. That's what's going to give you that really silky, smooth, creamy background that isn't in focus when something else in the front is like in super crisp focus yeah. versus if you have a very, very, um, uh, very, very closed uh, or very, very high uh, f-stop or aperture that more things can be in focus. Okay. So there's a variety of different things that we can use here. But a lot of times for me, a lot of times, uh, you know, depending on where I'm shooting, if I'm doing indoor video in places where, you know, there's not great of light and I'm not bringing camera setups, having that um, very open uh, aperture is going to allow more light and therefore more data into the camera and allow me to do a lot more things. So there are a lot of things we need to look at. What what else can I um, sort of talk through that you had questions about? Just to reiterate on what you had asked earlier, because I can't remember. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's bold of you to assume that I remember anything I say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, uh, you know, if you're someone who is interested in photography, videography, cameras, all that, uh, but doesn't know the ins and outs of all of the technical side, other than this is the button that says record. Uh, how do you equip yourself with the knowledge, uh, to know something to look for, uh, when you're looking at cameras to purchase or do you not even right. bother, uh, going well, that far if you're looking for your, you know, your first camera. Okay. So for me, and this is the, well, this is what I did. It's not the best way to do it by all means. It's not the only way to do it by all means. This is what I did. I, when I was first buying a camera, I looked for a camera that I knew that I could learn how to use. It wasn't the easiest option, but I looked for a camera that I could learn how to use that would set sort of a foundation in the skills I needed to know to be a videographer, okay, to be a photographer. So a couple of things. I, you know, any DSLR camera out there that can shoot video, you can even get a camera that's, you know, five or six years old and spend less than $1,000. You Heck, you could spend less than $500 on a camera. And as long as you can start to learn some of the basics like shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, basically you're to, to expose your pictures and video correctly, that's like the first step. Obviously, really the first step is knowing how to tell a story. But then once you get past that and we kind of learn how to do that in you know sixth, seventh, eighth grade and then continue uh, throughout right high school and stuff. But once we learn how to tell a story, it's like, how can we master a camera? So even just spending money on a camera that, again, isn't flashy, but can teach us the most fundamental things that we need to know, like that's the best way to start. And so again, like I said, as long as you can figure out your shutter speed, your aperture, again, the aperture is that f-stop number, and then the ISO, and the ISO is sort of the light sensitivity. And so it gives us one more thing that we can do to look at how, 
you know, our picture is exposed or how our video is exposed. Again, I'm not a professional. I'm not a master at any of these things. A lot of times I'm adjusting on the fly. Um, and luckily with post-production stuff, we can adjust some of these things like white balance and exposure and saturation and stuff like that in post-production. But that's one more skill that we have to learn, right? That's one more thing that we have to go into. And so a lot of times, you know, with these new iPhones and stuff that are, have, you know, quality cameras, um, a lot of these skills aren't necessarily needed to know right off the bat. And and I would push back and say, you know, instead of always just trying to shoot on your phone, look at ways that we can learn some of these basic things that we need to know to, to use real, um, not, not to use the word real, but use different cameras that potentially have a greater ability to, um, I don't know, that will allow you to learn new equipment and, and, and sort of break beyond the, the amateur or the, you know, whatever's available to you at the moment. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think what I'll add is, I mean, you, you have used a lot more cameras than I have. I mean, you have in your line of work been more experienced and, and, you know, both independently and full-time, whatever it might be. Uh, but in my time in college, you know, working with cameras there, it honestly, I mean, like you alluded to, was a lot of uh just playing around uh because mm-hmm. i mean one of the cameras we were using was not the most impressive it was just a camcorder uh canon xa35 it probably was um and but it was it was just using that and then we later got like a rebel t5i or whatever uh but it was really just taking the time. I mean, we had all of our projects to be doing for work and things like that. Um, but also just uh, taking the time outside of all that to really hone in on different aspects of like, okay, there are a lot of buttons and settings on this. What changes are actually going on here? Uh, and just being able to kind of reverse engineer it that way. Um, and then also you talk about using an iPhone and I mean, obviously having an actual camera, uh, quote unquote, is going to be more beneficial. You're, you're probably, as long as it's not, you know, that old, I guess, uh, iPhone cameras are pretty good nowadays. Uh, but you're, Mm -hmm. you, you don't have much of a say of what the picture actually looks like. Um, well, and I don't even know if that's the case. I think they're starting to build that in. Yeah. But what what what's more important is that you're you, that may be a quick fix, and maybe that's the only thing that you want to use going forward. And that's great. A lot of people are making a lot of money on social media and doing quick video snippets with their phones. But if if you want to learn how to use a greater expanse of equipment to to kind of go past that barrier of the phone in your pocket then you have then you have to learn it some some way or another so if you're always sort of relying on the phone to do everything that you're doing you're you're going to limit yourself in the creative ability that you have and and i'm saying that's not that's not the worst thing ever like if that's what you have now and that's what you can use now go for it but but know that at some point in your life if you want to you know again like i said be able to expand beyond that, you're going to have to learn some of the basics. Um, yeah. And that's hard. I mean, it took me a long time to just understand how to expose my videos correctly. 
in my images correctly. And I still don't get it right every time. And it's been like six or seven years since I picked up my first camera. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say on the point of the iPhone, I mean, yeah, you do see those commercials where they're talking about how now you can change focus uh, or f- focus points on iPhone cameras and things like that. Uh, but that's also like, you know, it's just on it's on the iPhone screen. So the moment that you try to adjust something by tapping on the screen, it's shaking around <laughs> because right, of all right, that. Right, 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 uh, right. So, yeah, it is a mix of I mean, I'm always a big proponent of, you know, using what you have to make something yeah. now. I agree. Uh, I agree. But there is something to be said about, OK, once you move past that, where next? And I think mm-hmm. getting that starter cameras is probably, uh, you know, the points to really hone in on all that kind of stuff. Uh, like mm-hmm. aperture or you know focus with different lenses and and things like that uh, which maybe isn't the answer that I want to hear or that others want to hear because that costs <laughs> money um, but uh, I think it, it is just kind of knowing when okay I've gotten what I can out of this thing and how can I elevate my sure. production value sure in addition to that, it doesn't. Your phone doesn't become irrelevant yeah. because one of the best ways to you know pull yourself together and get a multi-camera interview or something is to use your phone in addition as a second shot to add to your story to to you know give us another angle. It's not irrelevant. You it, it can continue to use. So so now you can have two cameras and you can learn all of these basic fundamentals of using a DSLR or mirrorless camera. Um, off of automatic, right? Uh, sort of in manual while you're still using your phone. So, what are other things that we can we we're looking for for a starter? So, this is specific for videography. This can change for podcast. I know we're going to talk about podcasting stuff here in a moment, but for, for just for video, if this is something you're interested in, maybe it's just the phone that you have. But you could certainly look at some of those cheaper options to get yourself into the DSLR and mirrorless game. Okay. Um, so if you can buy a camera in a, with a kit lens, obviously that's great. Go for it because that's going to give you basically what you need. Outside of that, this is sort of fundamental is a tripod. That's going to give you all of the steady shots, the pan and the zoom and, it, uh, and, the, and the tilt. Those are the sort of the basic things. And then a lot of times, a lot of videos, if you're capturing audio and stuff uh, and capturing interviews, the tripod is what you use, right? Yeah. So after the tripod, you're going to be looking at other stabilization things. But like I said, perhaps not if you're trying to save some money there. So we're looking at cameras that have IBIS internal stabilization. And honestly, and then, uh, yeah, once you have the tripod and you don't want to you know, spend money on a stabilizer or a gimbal or anything like that, just put the camera on the tripod and carry that around or like... Like use the legs of the tripod for momentum for, you know, swinging things around. A few right. Days. There are definitely a lot of different creative ways to use the the tripod. And, and additionally, there if you, you look online there are, uh, to, to help you learn, there are a lot of creative ways to walk a certain way. I know we talked about this previously. Walk a certain way. Even shoot at a higher um, um, shutter speed so that we can use a little slow motion um, to to really keep our shots smoother and move, get, get away with some of the jitters um, that we have. Um, So yeah, a lot of things that we can do there. Uh, But additionally, we were talking about, you know, what else can we do? What sort of audio thing are we looking for? 
when I'm running gun and I'm not carrying around a zoom audio recorder or, or, um, a lav mic connected to a Tascam little, um, external recorder, yeah. the voice memo app on my phone works great. I mean, we've, and even for podcasting, yeah. I mean, we've had guests use well, that. that. That's honestly what we recommend to guests first, because we understand that most people don't have a microphone set up. Uh, yeah, right. the, the voice memo, I mean, speaking specifically about iPhone, but we've had others, uh, record on Androids. Um, just doing that, like that's great as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what I know I started off using and, uh, have used most still am currently, uh, probably the cheaper, the cheaper high end option for a microphone ends up being like a blue Yeti. Um, uh, I, mean, I say high end in quotations, uh, but, uh, <laughs> It is just, you know, it's relatively cheap. It's pretty nice uh, and gets the job done. You don't need like a mixer to plug in an XLR cable. You just, you know, need a computer that has a USB port and you're good to go. Um, That's obviously for podcasting. That's kind of hard if you're, you know, out on the job (laughs) carrying around this, you know, kind of clunky uh, Yeti microphone. Um, but yeah, the, the voice memo works great. Uh, what, what have you found to be kind of the, your go-to things, uh, if you're shooting something out in the field, not maybe, uh, maybe not necessarily like in a studio podcast setting. Uh, yeah. So, um, one of the biggest things that I use is the shotgun mic connected to my camera? Of course. I mean, that's, that's going to get as much audio as I can. And a lot of times that's just going to be giving me the basic, you know, B roll surround sound if I want. And a lot of times I'm not even using that because I'm going to be supplementing with sound design with things that I've, you know, that I'm getting from, you know, online, I'm not even recording it myself, but one of the biggest, uh, um, Sorry, one of the biggest microphones that I use, especially for wedding productions, are is the Tascam DR10L. It's a portable audio recorder, basically, with a lav, uh, lavalier microphone connected to it, and it's just this little handy recorder you can clip to, um, you know, inside of a bride's dress or something. Or and 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 it is it is an external recorder, so I'm just syncing up in post production um, the audio, and that's going to give me real clean, crisp audio, which is important for vows, right? It's important for other interviews and stuff. So, so like, that's what I rock. And now I understand like just that one little recorder is like $150. So it's like kind of insane. Um, but it gives you quality. And so you'll notice that for, if you ever watch, not that you would ever do this really, but if you ever see any of my first videos for the, for the past, like, I don't know, my first four years of me creating stuff, the audio was just trash because I was relying on shotgun mics that weren't that great. I wasn't close enough for people to hear. And so just being able to, you know, save up money to, you know, buy something like this, knowing that it's coming out of my pocket or it's, first of all, I'm super lucky. I can, I was able to afford it. Um, working at the coffee shop and stuff. That was the first time I bought that. I had put in the extra hours to, to get the, the, the microphone, but it paid off in itself. And it boosted that, eleva- it elevated my production quality because audio, I mean, it's so cliche to talk about, but man, audio is so important in video. Obviously yeah. the picture is also important, but a lot of times if audio is going to be a big portion of your story that you're trying to tell or, or, or marketing stuff or really whatever your video is used for, that audio is a big thing. And so having clear 
um, clear, you know, audio is important. Yeah. Honestly, I think uh, audio in terms of like just watching uh, projects or just watching maybe if it was something that other people were doing during college or maybe just watching something on YouTube, uh, bad audio is probably the first thing I notice. Uh, right, which, right. Which exactly. I know is just inviting comments considering we run a podcast that has had episodes where the audio is not great. <laughs> and and my, my microphone, I, I think, is at least 10 years old. Uh, and, and it's way too, it like picks up the noise. It's like, oh my goodness. So anyways, we have a lot more to talk about in video, but I think this is the perfect segue into some of the things that we're looking forward to in potentially upgrading our equipment and, and sort of what's, what prompted us to think about um, upgrading or just buying, I guess, our first... Because right now, the equipment we're using is just whatever was kind of hanging around the house when we first started it up. And, and, you know, a year in, you know, maybe we're looking forward to, to elevating that content. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm still kind of, you know, cultivating what my gear looks like in the first place. I mean, I've run through a few different uh, podcast microphones, not over the course of this podcast. It's basically all been this uh, Blue Yeti Nano Pro, uh, or not even Pro, it's just Nano. Um, but uh, there's that. I got my fancy new keyboard that I that I have for other music-type things. Um, but yeah, basically just looking at cameras it is kind of just evaluating okay is the black magic uh cinema uh pocket whatever uh still the way to go or should i try to see what else has come up that is in that price range initially and things like that I, and and part of it is also just maintaining the uh equipment that i have now i mean i just got i mean i didn't buy this this was a, a gift uh but i got a gimbal for my iphone uh so that i can use that uh to have at least somewhat more of a high-end quality uh, if I do video with my phone and things like that. Um, so yeah, it is a lot of just kind of seeing what I'm going to be using the most. Uh, so I could have been saving money for a camera all this time, uh, like, like for the past year or something. But I knew that I was going to be so all over the place that the camera isn't what I would be using more, uh, isn't what I was going to be using the most. So I, you know, realize it's like, okay, the keyboard is probably what I'm going to be focusing on. Uh, so I think it is just kind of prioritizing in, in that way, in terms of how I'm looking to get my equipment. I know that's somewhat rambly, but does that make any sense? No, you know, this whole podcast is rambly. <laughs> this topic is rambly. I mean, the whole point of it is, oh, yeah. no, that makes complete sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense for you to spend $3,000 on a camera that, you know, you're not going to use as often as you would, you know, uh, right now. And, and by the time I am able keyboard. to use it, it's out of date. <laughs> And not only is it out of date, but you you lose sort of that. Okay, what I've noticed is when I get excited about a purchase, right? I get excited about a purchase. I make the purchase, and then I'm I'm sort of riding on that high of buying a cool new piece of equipment. And I learn how to use it. I try to master it, and that's when I start creating things, and that's when I continue to create things. It's sort of a unhealthy thing, right? To <laughs> buy stuff and then use that motivation from the purchase to to 
do it. But anyway, so I'm sure other people That's have capitalism experienced baby. that before. Right, capitalism, baby. Um, Shout out to Evan Birch. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can hear him saying that right now. Um, I forget where I was going with that, but uh, no, it, it doesn't make it, it completely makes sense for your, you know, the reason that you buy certain things when you buy them, um, especially when you've put the thought into it, right? Um I'm trying to think what my next videography purchase is, mm. and it's it's not coming to my mind right now. But I think I think uh, an audio recorder. I do a lot of voiceover stuff for some of like um, the the things that I'm doing, and they're like quick voiceover things. So yeah, I could reach out to to Jacob Novak and get a really beautiful baritone voiceover. But I'm a, a lot of these too. times, Thank these sorry, a bass too. Uh, a lot of these uh, videos. I need to get done real quick. I need to do some quick um, real estate walkthrough videos and stuff. And I'm just like talking about, you know, what you see in the building and stuff. Um, and, and it's not more so focused on the voice, but that's just sort of an added layer to the video. Um, and I think elevating that by getting uh, an even better microphone might help. Who knows? I mean, once you once you have stuff, it's like, what's the point of getting more stuff? <laughs> <laughs> why, why bother including your friends on why things? Bother? You know? exactly exactly well if you think about it jacob uh i know we're just joking around but but think about it in in this way is that these are sort of small projects that really i need to get the audio done in 15 minutes and so you know reaching out and saying hey you know hey jacob i need some help with some audio i mean there's a half an hour and then we have to see if you're even available and then we have to wait till right and so i'm waiting for the moment uh for when a larger project comes up that I have some time, like a couple of months to finish up and wrap up to really utilize the skills that you have. Yeah, totally. And also, I mean, we have been talking recently, this is kind of a tangent off of that, but also we've been talking about uh, looking at upgrades for this podcast and things like that. And this is mostly for uh, in like, we want to record in person more which I think since you said on the resolutions episode where you said we should be recording in person at least two out of four oh, yeah. times per month. Two out of four times I think we've only month. recorded in person once, and that was because Sam Worley was the guest. Uh, Why are you telling the audiences? Well, I'm partially... Transparency, that's right. Yeah, transparency, transparency, that's what And we I kind of want to put you on blast because it's kind of your fault. Oh. Dude, it's partially your fault. <laughs> uh, listen, 40 minutes, it's a long drive. Or I guess it's 45 yeah, we, now we with both, your house. We both live 45 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Well, now I have a, a new dog to take care of. So, And I have an old dog to take care of. <laughs> an old, I think my new dog is older than your, your young dog. <laughs> That's right. Or your old dog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, I am excited to hopefully get more of an in-person setup going on. That will hopefully improve the quality and encourage us to record in person more often because I do think we, you know, we've never found our groove with in person. Uh, just with you know our two yeah. different microphones, are two very different things. So it's right. often right. picking right. up more than we want it to, and things like that. Oh yeah. Oh no doubt. No doubt. A little um, peek behind the curtain. A little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. So I think today. Uh, this is a little different kind of episode where we're kind of just rambling on about some interesting stuff. You, you know, I can go on and on and on about 
different equipment and stuff. But I think to wrap up that portion of, of sort of what, what to look for, we talked about a camera, right? We talked about a tripod. We talked about some audio recording things. Again, you can get like a shotgun mic for probably 20 bucks. And that was going to still help over the in-body microphone and the camera. And then sort of the last thing on that is, you know, getting SD cards that are going to, I mean, you're going to, it's essential to have an SD card uh, to basically save the stuff that you're shooting on. Um, And they're actually, I looked them up the other day and I don't know if they've always been cheap, but like they're relatively cheap, like 20 bucks for 126 gigabyte at, you know, 80 something per second or whatever. Um, And that's pretty good. Like 20 bucks is like two lunches. Right. <laughs> if you go out to eat for lunch, right? At least that's the way I look at it. That helps me stop going out to eat for lunch. Do you do that? Uh see, I, since I live with Harry, sometimes we're like, you know what, we've gone out to eat a few different times. It's like should we just still go to like Burger King or something? It's like, yeah. <laughs> that's so that's so bad. I know that if I lived with you guys, uh that it's not peer pressure. It's just like we know it's bad, but we're gonna both agree, so we're not gonna both say that we're not going to do it. Yeah. So we do it anyways. And then it's like, oh, oh well. Like we're holding each other accountable, but not doing but not anything really. about being accountable. A good job. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> like um, tonight, we're probably ordering yeah. Chinese. Although we also need to Ooh. go get groceries anyways. So it's not a total. Oh, see, you're on to something. You are on to something. We had, uh, what do we have tonight? This is a good staple. Again, different kind of episode today very very tasty meal we had um kielbasi chopped up kielbasi mm. like that sausage yeah. stuff uh with um chopped up potatoes and brussels sprouts and we just kind of um air fried it in our air fryer um mm. the, and man i didn't know oh. you had an air fryer or i think really? i did actually i have like four I, th- I think we used it one time we did and i joke when we have four because we have an air fryer and then we have like a um Winter likes the kitchen stuff, so the we have an air fryer, and then we have a another like air grill kind of thing that also air fries, mm. and an Instapot and a Crock-Pot and a <laughs> all the good stuff, you know. Um, but again, man, tangents upon tangents. Now I'm hungry again. But anyways, equipment, you know, know when to upgrade your kitchen equipment, right? Yeah. I like mean, we still need a, a cocktail shaker. Ooh, you don't have one we, yet. No, when we were doing butter beer over the holidays, uh, yeah. we just used a, a blender bottle <laughs> to okay. shake everything. You know what? Up. Whatever works. You know, you got to use yeah. what you got to use, right? Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, again, I don't think today we need to even have a, uh, a middle. I think today is just sort of going through it. What do you think? Oh yeah, that that sounds great to me. I mean, it's always nice to get your take on equipment stuff because I am definitely less knowledgeable in that area so it's all it's it's called bsing it jacob all you have to do is pretend like you know what you're talking about do it on a podcast where people listen and then they're like no this guy has no idea what he's talking about (laughs) and then they're too nice to say something to you and it's like always it's like self-perpetuated it's like yeah that's how we've made it a year that's how we made it a year (laughs) and we thank everyone for listening the entire time And if you stopped listening, you won't hear this because you stopped listening. So now I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So if you do have questions about buying stuff, certainly do your research. Of course, you're going to do your research. The first time I bought my first camera, man, it took me two months to buy the camera because I wanted to make sure I was buying something that would be still useful a year from that day. It's five years ago from now, or it's been five years, I think, four years, and I still kind of use it. So I know you're doing the research. I did the research. And you know what also helps, but it also is bad, is that all of the... uh, all of the YouTubers that talk about equipment and stuff, mm, it's super yeah. helpful because it really keep lets you know what's working and what's not and what's you know in and what's not. But also they can really uh, help you buy certain things like yeah. new cameras. Yeah, you gotta, like I'm you watching a video. Yeah. Choose the right YouTuber. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um so that's the other thing and, and and you know, just going through the list, making sure that you know obviously what you can afford and is it going to be a hobby or are you going to try to make money from it and and how can you learn uh and make money enough to continue buying things for your equipment setup and you know you never really know how long it'll take but it took me years and years and years just to get enough equipment to be fully set up pretty much to do sort of any kind of video shoot and that took years and a lot of my own money a lot of my own money yeah um, and when I say my own money, it's money that I didn't earn from video, <laughs> right? <laughs> money from other jobs that probably should have been going to student loans, but, uh, but Hey, oh, too real, too real. Well, well, let's, let's cool off from the student loan talk yeah, for yeah, some yeah. definitely not procrastinating. Okay. Let's roll, let's uh, roll I, into it. Yeah. I can go first since we already alluded to it. Uh, Brownie, the dog, fantastic four years old uh he had you know he's just such a a lover and was so great socially immediately his body had you know a little uh trouble adjusting that first night uh to the new environment and new people and he had also just gotten neutered on valentine's day so happy valentine's day to brownie Mm. Uh, (laughs) um But uh, yeah, he's been great. I mean, you met him. A lot of our friends have met him at this point. And yeah, what what a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I guess I can use this opportunity. I think I'm going to start kind of actually using Instagram. Oh. Uh, and so I think uh, if all goes well, and by goes well, I mean I actually, you know, remember to go on Instagram uh, I'll probably like do my first post as like introducing Brownie, which I'm sure nobody has ever introduced introduced a dog on Instagram before. Ooh. Um, I know. Yeah, that's, a, that's a cool new concept, Jacob. Yeah. 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 And then maybe my second post will be like my dinner one night or something. Oh, that, oh see, it's I don't think anyone's cool. done that either. Yeah. And I know what your third post can be. What's that? Us talking on the pod, <laughs> hanging out. Honestly, yeah. Like, if I actually use Instagram somewhat often, it's probably just going to alternate between write that down promos and brownie pictures. Which is super cool because then we can, like, create some promos. Oh, yeah. Some Instagram. Oh, my goodness, Jacob, you're on to something. My Instagram is same as my Twitter, at JacobYesFact. So if you want to go preemptively follow before a post is up, uh, if I don't have it up already, then go ahead. But hopefully I'll have a couple pictures and a video of brownie. To, to show wow. people because wow, wow, wow. he's a he's a good boy very exciting yeah very exciting well i've got a couple of things uh one um i definitely not procrastinating is going to have mopsy be friends with brownie mm, doggy yeah. date um so uh <laughs> no but uh more more of me um 
the I think there's this past weekend. Yeah, I guess it was this past weekend. I was over at uh, Juniata College. Um, the mm-hmm. the the prelims for the Bailey the sort of a or Bailey oratorical the, the speech competition that's happened for 112 years this is 112th year um, it's a long time it's a long time uh, I was I was a prelim judge so I got to listen to uh, you know dozens of of really great speeches and and from those dozens I you know I was a part of a team to to choose the ones that would go on to the finalists and uh, it was a real honor to be called back to that to the comm department and to to see uh, the faculty members who you know who really helped mentor me through college, um, and and work with them and, and and see the next group of Juniata students. I mean, there, this was the last year that we we knew people as or because they would have been freshmen when we were seniors. Yeah, and um, you know I I got to see some familiar faces all grown up, and I got to see some um, just just good good people, and it was wonderful. Yeah. So so I was I was really happy to be back on campus and and be a part of that and. Um, yeah, it was really heartwarming. It was really, really yeah. heartwarming. So that was my definitely not procrastinating. And uh, I hope to be back on campus more often. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just such a special place. Yeah. I mean. You work there. You're on campus every yeah, day. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I mean, it is unique to me because I do work there, but also I'm usually in my office all day. So when I do actually go out and take a walk on campus, I'm like, man, this is a cool place. This is a cool place. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you you come visit us somewhat regularly, so that's true. I get to see you some good find people. more excuses to actually go on campus for things. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well. Um, I'm hoping that in the next couple of episodes, we'll have some really fantastic people on the show. I think we have a couple lined up, um, but we'll definitely be working out some scheduling things, and uh, we look forward to uh, chatting again next week. Uh, and maybe, maybe I won't. We won't go on so many tangents about equipment. No, we will. Oh, well, that's right. We even <laughs> talked about dinner, Jacob. We talked about what we had for dinner. So Yeah, well, I haven't eaten dinner oh, yet. Oh, man, you must be so hungry. you're holding me up. Okay, well, um, it's always a pleasure, Jacob. Always. Mostly. Bye. <laughs>